Lovejoy, actually. Have we got a jingle for Twitter Corner? Twitter Corner. Twitter Corner. What are they saying about the umbrella? What umbrella? So she's so soon she forgets the umbrella that was in the supermarket. Scotch on the rocks. M got very. Oh yes, sorry. M is a significant umbrella. Well, it was. It was an. It was an insignificant. M's point was that it was an insignificant umbrella, and this is. I think M's outrage sparked something of a debate on Twitter uh, and people have different theories one of the theories was that actually it was just an, an editing error because apparently it's in the UK TV play version but not in other versions Ooh. which is interesting oh, so someone had just dropped their umbrella like one of the crew I mean <laughs> I doubt it I and then they were like, oh crap, we didn't want to film that bit, let's go with it. Well, but you watched, oh, that it do you was... remember when you watched that episode that wasn't on UK TV Play and it had loads of bits just cut out of yeah. it and you were like, what happened with Miriam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we've got a, a proper theory from Anthony Dent who's, who's written this kind of formal response that I have retweeted. It says, with regards to the umbrella from Scotch on the Rocks, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I imagine that the umbrella scene was included to show how much concrete was used in the building foundations and if anything got mixed up in it, then it would surely be lost uh, forever, i.e. gold coins included. That is a very good theory. I didn't think of that. It's, it's I was focusing theory. too much she on the fact too, that an umbrella looks like a sword. She was just too outraged to... She couldn't concentrate. I, I kind of, because I kind of agree with that, because I kind of thought, Logically. if anything, that that's what it was trying to say, is that, like, we don't care what's down there because we're going to chuck loads of concrete on it anyway. It doesn't matter if there's an umbrella or... Gold coin or whatever. Mm. So I can't. I think uh, maybe Fleming's umbrella resolved. We did also. We did also. <laughs> I am really happy that our linguistic our linguistic obsessions have kind of rubbed off on our Twitter followers Excellent. because Claudia, who we gave a shout out to last Hi, Claudia. week, Hi, Claudia. Um, has uh, commented. I only know the phrase "Gay Gordons" from the Kaylee dance, but according to Wikipedia, we didn't look this up. Oh. Claudia did. According to Wikipedia, it comes from the Gordon Highlanders Regiment, and that gay in and that gay in this phrase has the Scots meaning of extraordinary. So oh. at least that's not anti-Scottish. So extraordinary. I, that's another meaning of gay that I didn't know existed. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that gay meant extraordinary. I, I thought that gay either meant uh, gay, great, <laughs> or either meant uh, gay as in you know happy, pretty, happy, happy, beautiful, um, or meant gay as in. Homosexual mm. or gay, gay as in lame, it, lame, a bit lame. Which shouldn't, which we should not use. Which we shouldn't use. It's strange, it's isn't it? I. Uh, that's, yeah, like the, that's like now. the generation below us, it and then the generation after them have stopped. It was so the, we didn't do no, it, and then people did it, it and now it's stopped. Go again. to that makes it sound old. It was the go-to <laughs> insult. <laughs> Such a gay Gordon. I mean, well, no, it was a go-to go insult before. from Lovejoy in, this, in that episode, wasn't it? Which is, and now we find out it means extraordinary, extraordinary members gorgeous. of the Highland Regiment. Actually, it wasn't a great insult, was it? Because he was calling them extraordinary. Well, maybe that's go. why. Mm. Turning to, I promise this is the last, the last mention I'm going to make of, of the last episode because um, a lot of people felt something. Uh, I'm quite similar enjoying to how we did Twitter corner. I think oh, we should do this yes. every week. So, so we did a we did a poll. The, uh, the poll. Um, is actually still going at the time of recording. But we did ask whether Scotch on the Rocks, the episode, was anti-Scottish, anti-loony, or huh? And everyone pretty much has... Well, 52% have gone with huh? We have this follower who actually tweets us quite a lot and sends us some brilliant comments, um, Arwell Richards, uh, who says, 
Uh, it's a load of confusing wank. <laughs> That's quite a categorical. I mean, uh, that, confusing, that, definitely. <laughs> That's oh, not on the UK TV play, like little yeah, blurb. Or in any of the in summaries that Helen said with the rogue, rogue antiques dealer. There's a pile of confusing wank. Uh, so thank you everybody. Please keep talking to us on Twitter because uh, oh, we know we do really it brightens like our day. It really does brighten our sad little corner of this world. Oh, oh sad little corner of Twitter. <laughs> Love joy Twitter. Twana. Tweet tweet. Twitter Oh, that's a good oh, noise. Oh, we're on cans now, listeners. And I'd like to reassure cheers, cheers. all the people who have been expressing concern on Twitter uh, that these are alcoholic, so it's all right. We're all right, everybody. Helen's we, isn't, oh, although sorry. It, it looks more alcoholic than ours yeah, But ours, ours, it does, actually. What is this? It's fancy water. Shout-out to Dash Water, raspberry flavour. It's very nice. And a shout-out to Gordon's, because no, they make Gordon's. Um, yeah. Anyway, Gordon's are on offer in the supermarket. We are discussing... Do you know, I keep saying this in series three, I'm like a broken record. One of my favourite episodes. Um, <laughs> I'd forgotten how much I loved this and I realised when I watched it that I could still quote it from the age of 12. Oh, wow. I like a lot of it. I can quote a lot of it. Wow, that's um, true love. What's it interesting really about that is I wrote a lot of quotes down. Yes, yeah, so I was like, oh, this is great. It's amazing. It's quite quotable. So we're, we're discussing Love Knots, which is by, it's by a writer, I can't remember if we've had it before. The name rings a bell, but that could just be because I've watched it so many times. Mm. It's Jeremy Paul. Have we had Jeremy Paul before? Oh, I can tell you. Is he maybe a well-known TV writer? Maybe, and it's mm. but it's another Baz Taylor episode as well. So it's directed by Baz Taylor. Um, oh yeah, we did have Jeremy Paul. He wrote Friends in High Places, and that explains uh, it because that was bloody brilliant. Yeah. I loved, mm-hmm. I loved that um, episode. I forgot what that one was. The first one with Joanna Lumley with the ring. Oh, oh of course, Atta yes. Walper. Yes, King yes. of the Yes, Inca. How okay. could I have forgotten Atta Walper? Atta Walper. It's hard to forget Atta Walper. <laughs> so yeah, so series three, episode eight. Um, She's keeping track. I'm not just going. Oh my god, it was brilliant. Series three. I've got, I've got my crappy summary. Go on. So this is what you've got in store for this episode, listeners. A youth steals an ordinary Berber rug from a lady who uses a priceless vase as an umbrella stand. I mean, yeah. So I mean, there is a youth. There is a youth in this episode. Is, but both of those things, it sort of leapt in in the middle and just presented two facts. I mean, I, <laughs> it's not yeah, the best summary, but, yeah. Is it? but no spoilers. So I read a few other summaries that had a big spoiler in. So I thought, you know, I'd let I'd, I wouldn't I'd start off with just a, a flavor. So, so we know that so, something about Berber rugs, something about vases and we'll see how we go on. And it is about Berber rug, and I've got so much to say because, of course, the Berber people are from Morocco, and I have been to a Berber village. Oh, have which you? I'll tell you for oh. the most, the most corny, awful. It was one of those organised tours where they say, "Oh yes, we will just drop in on these ordinary," <laughs> <laughs> and so these ordinary people in this ordinary Berber house who were going to just serve us ordinary mint tea, and we turned up, mm-hmm. and they said, that, which was lovely, and they, they turned up, and they said. Um, Oh yes, the Berber people are very hospitable. They are great hosts. They love to welcome strangers. And I thought, yeah, you can tell because as the the previous twenty strangers trudged back to their bus, <laughs> and a new twenty strangers happened to turn up, and they just happened to have twenty little glasses to put the oh, peppermint tea in. I just on the off chance tea. that twenty random Brits and Americans pop in <laughs> to this mountain. It was the corniest tour. Oh, it really was. Have you been to Morocco? No, I have not. Oh, I would like to visit. I want to go really badly but everyone I know has been yes Polly got me a scarf from Morocco um 
haggled for that scarf. Thank I went, you. I went full love joy for you for that <laughs> scarf. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit scared of haggling. Yeah, I'm a bit scared of haggling. Um, can you speak any Arabic? No. I can say one thing in Arabic. Go on. I might get it wrong there, but I'm going to do it anyway. I can say no, which is la. Uh, I can say in, inshallah is Arabic, isn't it? Which yeah. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Which just <laughs> means that I can if, say that. if Allah is willing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Translation. Yeah. And, uh, but you think I'd be able to say useful things like where are the toilets or I love you. I can say that in most other languages. But in Arabic I can just say no. <sighs> no, I don't want to buy your rug. But what kind? What uh, form of Arabic is that? Because that's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. We're already into linguistics. We are eight minutes into the podcast. And it's very interesting oh. because the standard Arabic, you know, like the sort of sound Arabic, isn't really. It's just a language that they write in, and that they mm. but actually no one really speaks it. And like all the different dialects are very different from each other, and they're not really that mutually intelligible. So oh. it's very a bit like Cantonese and Mandarin, which yeah. are both equally unintelligible to anyone that doesn't speak a tonal <laughs> language. I think. Yeah. So. The only thing I can say in Mandarin is shishi, which means thank you. No, does it mean thank you? Yes, it means thank you. Well, that's useful. Which is useful. It's more useful than just being able to holler no at people. No, <laughs> I don't no, know what that what? says about no, my That's very useful in Marrakesh. Well, I went with a mate of mine that has very, very long blonde hair all the way down her back. And we both got kind of a, mm. lot, of atten- a lot of unwanted male attention. Well, I think I might go to Gibraltar and do a day trip. And then we met the Berber people who were very nice and just served us tea because we happened to pop in. Oh, oh were they making rugs? Love there, were, uh, they were not making rugs, <laughs> but there were a lot of rugs. You could buy Berber rugs in uh, in Morocco. People kept trying to sell them to us. And yeah. rugs, and, rugs and anything made out of um, leather. leather. And I'd flown on EasyJet. I thought, how do you think I'm going to get a sofa back on <laughs> EasyJet? Even my, even my hand luggage is deemed too big to be hand luggage. <laughs> I'm going to get a sofa back. I know. Well, even the rugs are the same. It's like, that's not going to fit in my It's not going to, exactly. It's walking with it anyway there you go but so what was interesting you're actually talking about this rug because it's quite early on in the episode it's not an antique is it no No, she's just made it she's literally just made this rug because we open in morocco don't we are we open in a a berber village with this beautiful woman threading that's not the right word the right word is Weaving. 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 <laughs> Me and Polly have an in-joke about weaving. Oh, well, weaving. excellent. Can you share it with the class? <laughs> that's, how, it? that's how cool It's we a are. bit of a long story. But <laughs> oh, okay. It was somebody that... Someone... Somebody who worked part-time and, and Polly was trying to find out, like, oh, what do you do with the rest of your time when you're not and working? And she just went, weaving? And then left it at that. So it was a bit of an awkward To make our own... Uh... <sighs> right. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, well I mean, now weaving. I know I mean, someone's got to weave. what you can get up to with rugs. I mean, it's... <laughs> Suddenly makes weaving more interesting. Yeah. You could tell it was Morocco because I think the shot, it's a bit like when they were in Sydney. Yes, I was, uh, like... was it, what, three episodes ago when they were in Sydney and, and you had, look, we're in Sydney, Harbour Bridge, Paragon Hotel. This had the Kutubia Mosque, even though they were meant to then be in, I think, a Berber village, which is by definition going to be... Like in the Atlas not, Mountains, In the it? Atlas yeah. Mountains. You're not going to actually be in... I know Marrakech. my Moroccan geography. You do. Yeah. You? do you know the capital of Morocco? <laughs> So, is it Agadir? No. Is it Tangier? No. Is it Marrakesh? I was going to name no. all the cities in Morocco. Is it Fez? No. Is it... I feel like I do Eswera. know Eswera. No, I've been to Eswera though. I'd love to go to Eswera. Eswera looks lovely. very nice. It's Rabat. Oh. But I'm embarrassed that I Carry on, I just saw an opportunity to just like <laughs> funnel in my well, geography many knowledge. Many people might think it's Marrakesh. They might. Or well, Casablanca. I think, I I think people think it's Casablanca. Yeah. Mm. 
Which is also Lovejoy's house, so we've come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, you were saying. No, just saying that so we start off as documentary stars, we see all these that were referred to as North African Muslim women. So, I mean, we don't necessarily... I wasn't... I was thinking it was probably Morocco, but I wasn't certain that it was Morocco at this point. And that they are weaving these rugs, and we hear this lovely story, this uh, idea that they are not allowed to speak directly to their love interests because of the culture. Mm. So instead, they weave the message that they want to send their lover into a rug and then the girl's family are the ones that can interpret it. So that's a bit I didn't quite get. So it's like, you're not supposed to talk to the boy, but so he has to come and talk to your family mm. and they have to tell you. So the girl still has to say to her family, like, I fancy that boy over there, which is maybe a bit... There was a lot... This this episode was very much romanticising kind of the other wasn't it really yeah. like yes. all these stories around oh yeah. it's all different from us yeah like, oh, okay yeah <laughs> so it was, it was a, bit... a little bit wasn't it because yeah. do you think that's true that rug story i don't know i didn't actually look it up i'm sure it is i think like probably... i've heard it before so i i think it might it in the arabian nights somewhere maybe? yes it's, it, it's it's definitely come it's up legend. in something yeah. Like, yeah. whether it's yeah. true or not the only rug thing i know is the one where you meant to make a mistake because only God can make things look perfect. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah, that's so I know that one. They're never perfect. Yeah. There's always like one stitch. That's and that's not... in uh, that's also in uh, the uh, in Bibles and things when they're writing those beautiful letters on the oh, inlay really? of the Bibles oh, and they, the monks were always supposed to make a mistake because only God is perfect. I feel like you're getting a university degree whilst listening to this. Yeah, isn't yeah. I mean, you're now qualified in <laughs> we're just in, in useless BA yeah. useless. Unusually knowledge. knowledgeable this week, aren't we? <laughs> I, don't know this is I, I hope it's recording. <laughs> Right. So then, so in this minute, like, it's, it's not an it's present day. It's not an antique. She's re- weaving this rug, which will become very important in the story, and giving the eyes to her lover. And um, and then there's a guy in the background on the phone to another guy in London. So this is the connection, like back to back to England. And obviously, we don't know what we're talking about because we're talking in. Yeah, Arabic. Lovejoy does this quite not Lovejoy the person the show. the show does this quite a lot where there's no kind of translating of the language. Yeah. Also, it is quite difficult to be like, what's actually happening? I was yeah. like, couldn't you just have spoken French? Well, we, we, between us, <laughs> we, we didn't did. study. Well, actually, we spoke French when we were in Morocco because it's everybody's second language. Well, yeah, that, so, that's yeah. to my mind what people speak. Oh well, but... they were speaking Arabic, so we don't know what they were talking about. But he's on the phone to another Arab guy in London. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that's our kind of scene setting about the Moroccan. And yeah, it was. Yeah, you got the feeling they had too much fun with Lawrence of Arabia and just wanted to kind of keep the Arabic thing. They were going like, a little oh, bit with the they, oh, yeah. they, <laughs> they laid kind of sort of veil around yeah, her and that mysterious music with the kind of yeah. Maybe there was some sort of vogue at the time for was it Arabic stuff? I can't imagine that there was though. We would remember that. I don't remember the No, I don't remember. I do remember a couple of years later the Indian thing where everyone started wearing bindis. bindis. Teenage yeah, yeah, yeah. girls all started oh, wearing like yeah. one I, I definitely wore a bindi oh, yeah. for at least oh, yeah. an entire summer. Oh, me yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> and then we go to kind of like, well, it's kind of linked, but the other kind of thread in this episode, which is we... Then... Oh, thread, you see? It's oh, thread. Oh, Nicely done. She did Ellen. that deliberately. <laughs> which we, we segue to Felstrom Hall where oh. Jane and Alex are having a row. Oh. He's been a bit of a tosser, really, isn't he? A bit of a tosser. I'm going to well, go, oh, he's... Well, a... I mean... Mm. It's his job, isn't it? Well, or maybe he's what, using his job as an excuse 
of saying she, she's like you're just never here so if I furnish the house in a way that you don't like yeah it doesn't matter because you don't live in this house you're never ever here yeah exactly he says it's my house too basically they're rowing because she's bought well the, the trigger is she's bought this Anatolian so a different rug um for the bedroom and he doesn't like it and wishes she wouldn't just spend her money on these things that he doesn't like and he's like it's my house why are you putting these things in my house and she's like well perhaps you could try living in it I think what got me was the way he speaks to her throughout this. And he hasn't done this before quite so much. He talks to her like a piece of property, and that's why it pissed me off. Yeah, he talks down to her. Yeah, he does. And I don't like that. And actually, it's not like she doesn't do anything. She's not sitting around and he brings in the money and she spends it on expensive stuff. She does run this business. Yeah, she's got a job. working. So and quite successfully, we imagine. We imagine, yeah. Like she don't... seems to be. I will rescind my earlier statement of a bit of a tosser to... A massive tosser. Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously, predictably, he's off again to Brussels on a trip, so they, he sort of leaves, you know, they have a row, he goes off to Brussels, and that is that. But Jane is very upset. <laughs> Lovejoy, Lovejoy then rushes in, <laughs> and he says, actually, though, this kind of foreshadows what happens later on. You don't, you, you, I always thought he was just being facetious. Lovejoy comes in, he goes, excellent timing as usual, Lovejoy. Yeah, as he's, as Alexander's leaving for Brussels. And the rain coming down. Do we think it's really fallacy. raining? Because it rains a lot in this episode. And I was like, no. is it really raining? Or have they just put a hose at the it's window? It's always, I say when it's TV raining, it's almost always fake rain. But it yeah. is pathetic fallacy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's meant, I think it's meant to like, it's almost kind of explicitly said later on to contrast with the sort of sunny yeah. North African oh, yes. landscape. Yeah, not being yeah. in England. Or, or, and also, yes, other parts of the world. So the Anatolian carpet that she's bought was two grand. Which is a lot for a rug. That's a lot for a rug. It's not a proper carpet. It's yeah. a rug. It's a small I mean, rug. it's a very nice rug. Yeah, but it's in a rug. In the 18th century, I really like the rug. I mean, I like it's the lovely, rug. It's a lovely dark it... blue. It's lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. It's two grand for a rug. But yeah, Lovejoy comes in, he makes a joke about getting her a toy boy, and she's absolutely not in the mood for jokes at all. She makes this comment, which is, Alexander has many fine qualities. Yeah, she's defending him, even though he's just been, as we said, a massive tosser. Thing is, I don't think she is, really. She's like, oh, well, if the best you can say, I mean, if the best thing I could say about my husband was, well, he has many fine qualities... (laughs) That would suggest to me that Love was dead, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, either there are some other qualities that are just not, that are missing. But then she does kind of explain the argument. Yeah. Lovejoy brings it out of her. You can tell how good friends they are. But yeah. they understand each other. He understands her in a way that Alexander doesn't. And but, that's, that turns out to be the yeah. problem. And I think Alex can't, because he's just not there, is he? No. Plus he's an uptight dick who probably went to a... <laughs> Public school, boarding well, we think school. I went to a public school. Yeah, but... to our public school listeners. No, I'm just saying Alexander <laughs> probably went to boarding school from the age of seven, and he's just oh, oh so yeah, he's, he's you know, emotionally. He is a type. I'm not saying everyone stunted. who goes to boarding school is that type, but many are mm. that type. Um, poor Alex, you make it you brought it round now, where I'm like, oh, poor. I actually feel sorry for him. <laughs> but essentially, I feel that sorry for him. <laughs> Jane's been so upset by this row about the carpet, the rug, that she decides to sell it. Because She's just like, oh, I guess you can't bear to look at it because it reminds her of the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lovejoy takes it off to sell it. And then we have a lovely bit of info about the rugs, the symbolism. Oh, we do. A lot about the dragon and the phoenix, the symbol the phoenix. of marital harmony. Isn't it, though, Tinker, who is somebody that, as far as we can gather, has never had any marital harmony? Like, yeah. he, is the, he is the one 
not quite a sexual cast member, but who is painted as never having any particular romantic interests. Well, I didn't know if it was going to happen later on in later series that he would. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Meet, meet. For, for I mean, there's, there's enough like older ladies knocking oh, yeah. about who've lost their. Well, he, he had a bit of a crush on that film star, but I think oh, that was did. being in awe rather than yeah. being in love. Well, he said he lost his heart, didn't he? But anyway, he explains with quite. This idea to Eric, who looks massively unimpressed, I have to say, getting the explanation as to dragons and phoenixes and... So the dragon represents the male, the sun, the masculine... The yang. The yang, thank you, that's it. And the phoenix is the yin, the moon, the... What I don't know. The feminine, <laughs> the feminine. dark, the cool. Yeah. But then Eric says to him, how do you know all this? You've not even really been out of England. Oh, yes, this was brilliant. And Tinker also. says, I travel in dreams. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. I there was something that. a little bit sad about that, because he basically said, I've read it in tourist guidebooks. Yeah. Mind you, I do that. I, mean, I like reading tourist guidebooks. I do, I love it. I'm not going there, it's great. I actually read, this is going to bring together so many bits of, of our various discussions, <laughs> I bought a guide to Dubai in French, because I thought, I know a bit about travel, I want to practice my French, so I'll buy a guidebook, which I like reading anyway, in French. That's very... In- it was all my words together. Gonna, go back, I was going to say, that's very intelligent, <laughs> so that was a surprise. That's a very good. It's a good plan. way to practice. Yeah. Good to practice. Yeah. I always think I should do things like that more to practice my language. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Me. Practice because I used to try and read books in French, and then I remember reading books in French and going, "Oh, this is I can't do this. It's too tedious." And it was often because the book was dull, not because it was in French. Yeah, yeah. But that just added an extra layer of. Do you know what? I wouldn't want to read this if it was in English. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, I have forced my son to sign up for French and not Spanish. In secondary school, because I want to relearn French. Oh, brilliant! That's that's the way. Living vicariously uh, for yeah. your child. Uh, it's all right. I'll do all your homework for you. Uh, um, do you think, by the way, that this was? He talks about the ring having an interesting symbology, symbol, symbiology, symbology, symbology. symbology. Um, and I've written: Is this symbolic of of the demise of Jane's marriage? I th- I think it is. And it obviously it's is. a bit like when we had that but Minton wrote, vase, isn't oh, it? Oh yes. I wrote that down because it made me feel intellectual. <laughs> I didn't write anything intellectual. I wrote, Tink and Eric take it to auction. They do. <laughs> and they're. Uh... And who's at the auction? Potty! Now, so I don't loud. know if you two. <laughs> but it was loud in the actual, I'm only quoting. <laughs> I don't know if you two know this. Go on. I feel like you probably do, but maybe. I don't know why you would remember. Uh, I had a boyfriend called Poi. Did you? So it was. I don't remember. Did you live on the Isle of Man? Delightful. No, that was um, beep somebody else. <laughs> I say it so he would be listening to this podcast. You know he can speak Russian. Um, no, Potty That's was from uh, Robert Town ah. in West Yorkshire. Oh, there you ah. go. Um, this potty is called Russell Potts. Was was your boyfriend also a pot? No, he was called Scott, and his surname uh, began with a P. Uh, um, and he was totally bonkers oh, okay. <laughs> so he'd always been called potty by his dad from when he was about three or four. Oh, oh you're potty you are I don't oh. know why I'm doing a, but not, we then like get a southern accent that potty stinker yeah and, and it, yeah stinker tinker's nickname is stinker it's the apparently. second time we've had that though yeah. in who dare sings he was called so I, I, I love that oh, little yeah. bit of continuity because it was a different writer mm. I like that little bit of continuity stinker well, that's what script editors are for. So well, well done it is. to the script editor. It is, but, you know, you don't always see it. Well done, script, script editors. don't know who that was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's a, some old army mate of Tink's. And he's someone who is some so He's actor. Roy from EastEnders. Oh, Roy, he's Roy from EastEnders. Because as soon as Tinker went, Buddy! I was like, 
it's Roy. <laughs> I don't really watch his... I was like, oh, you're someone... But, yeah, Roy for me said this. He's but who, who's his... Um, is, he, it, is it his wife, by the way? I couldn't work out if they were married. No, just, I, don't just think, a, I think they were just companions. He's Virginia Virgin- McKenna. He's Virginia McKenna. I was really excited about that. The, the other little interesting cameo fact, so Nadim Suala is in this episode... Did you know that Julia Suala is in Series 6? Oh, no. Episode 4. Unless I you've already you said it on the podcast. I might have done. I think you mentioned that before because I was like, oh, how interesting, I like her. But, you know, fa- father and daughter, it's, uh, I, I just it. thought that was a, a little piece of geekery that I ought to get in or I'll be criticised. Yes, someone on Twitter will be like, why, why didn't you did mention you not spot Julia? That? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and there's also at the auction, so they've gone to the auction to sell Jane's rug and there's like a phone bid, essentially. There's this guy, Neil... We don't know who Neil, Neil Neil is. Obviously, some kind of other dealer. Oh yeah. And he's on he's on the phone to the an Arabic guy is all over it. The same guy who was at the very beginning. Yeah, who someone was on the phone to in London mm. earlier. At this point, we don't know who he is, but and um, so he's bidding on this rug, and he gets it right. Have I got that right? Yeah. I got so confused about all the like. I think a rug was who sold. Gets, there was a lot times. of rug toing and froing. There's a lot of rug selling. Um, I think the, he bought it for £2,950. And this is Jane's kind of Because Jane rug. made yeah. the money back because what Jane is trying to do by selling the rug is make her point to Alex, which she does do, but mm-hmm. it's kind of immaterial by, by the time. She actually makes a profit of £950. She makes a profit, so she really has made her point. Mm-hmm. Um, then the hottest man in the world appears and causes a ruckus. But so, I've written. <laughs> well, so, so the next lot is the modern rug, the one we saw being made at the beginning. And yes. that, that also has the same symbology of the dragon and the phoenix, despite it being from a different part of the world. And then, yes, the hottest guy in the world. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. But he's pretty hot. I, I looked, he's pretty hot. I looked up who the actor was. Would you like to know his name? Go oh, on. no, did I write it? I don't think I wrote it down. Oh, well. But his name is... Something along the lines of Christopher Tony or possibly Tony Christopher. I'll cut that in. I'll look it up. He's Australian. Oh. Christopher Simon, sorry Christopher, is an actor and a producer on stage and screen. Um, he also played a toy boy in Gimme 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 called Pedro. Um, I've had a quick check online. Still would. That's, so that's great. It wasn't what I was what you were expecting. But, uh, but yeah, well done, Tony Christopher, for your excellent performance, excellent of, passion, performance. of passion and, and youthful romance, youthful romance and fury. It, it and we've also great. seen the hottest guy in the world at the beginning. So he's he's there. Oh, yeah. He's the one at the beginning that the young girl making the rug is making eyes at, and then he's he. So basically, we assume that if this whole thing about the love knots is true. He's the one that the message is yeah. for. I mean, again, nowadays you just send an email, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, don't get me started. I'll rant about that later. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous She's not romantic, is Helen. It's a ridiculous system. It is. Just, it is just talk system. to each other. Oh, um, I think it's lovely. Um, so the, the hottest <laughs> guy in the world comes up to so Neil, who's the guy on the phone, and grabs the phone and talks to the older guy in Arabic. And I, see, at this point, I thought I heard him say something like Papa, so I thought, oh, is it his dad? Yeah. But it's his father-in-law, spoiler isn't it? Spoiler alert, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not his dad. It's actually his father-in-law. <laughs> um, but then we... Because who does buy the carpet? Virginia, Virginia McKenna. McKenna. And Roy from EastEnders. Yeah. Which is... 
the young Arabic guy is desperate to get this rug, but the older guy is, for whatever reason, won't pay. How did he know this is the one that's got the message in? It's all he a, saw her making it. It's a bit, it is a bit elaborate, though, that she's <laughs> presumably made it in some Berber village up in the Atlas Mountains. It's then ended up I in know, Suffolk. I... Not London. Suffolk. Yeah. yeah. He knows exactly which one it is. He has presumably gone from Morocco. It's a lot of effort I mean, to go to. It is completely ridiculous. To see a message in a carpet, isn't it? I mean, Helen's... We, Furious. We've all been with our respective partners for a very long time, so um, we're just not. I got this. Maybe this is the same. I got a mixtape. That's a bit like a carpet, isn't it? You have to weave it together. You have to edit it properly. Yeah. I had to listen to it really carefully and was like, What's "Either you, either you, you know? really like me and you can't tell me, or for some reason you just love songs that are about really liking." Someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair to say. I'm gonna I've go. Never... Hope it's the first one. <laughs> I've never got any of those things oh. off my my other half. And once a friend of mine bought his girlfriend flowers, and I said, oh, this person's bought his girlfriend flowers, and Frank went, why, do you want flowers? <laughs> I, I could get you flowers. I didn't know you wanted flowers. I'd be concerned if my husband bought me flowers. I'd be like, what, have you what, done? The, what is happening? Yeah, my, my, my other half's a bit like that as well. Like, I, you know, I, w- I would be surprised if I got a spontaneous... Well thought out gift. I have received mixtapes in the past, but not from him. Mind you, I will say my husband's very good at gifts. It was just my birthday. He bought me a kintsugi plate. You know the plates that are broken and repaired with gold. And he bought me a kit to make my own. But That's I'm an absolutely. Excellent gift. He's always been very good at presents. Anyway, oh, it's very good. Um. So so yeah so so Miss Fisher, who is this person who Roy Frewey sent to Virginia McKenna, who Roy, and I don't think they are in a relationship. I think they just live together. Yeah. Sometimes old people do. It's a very strange relationship. Yeah. He's almost like her butler, isn't he? Yeah. It's, a, it's this it's another eccentric posh it's lady. A, a bit like in um, those uh, Margaret Rutherford films where she's. Oh, yes. um, I was going to say, what she's Agatha Christie, not her. Where she's Miss Marple, Marple. And she's got that other guy with whose name I can't remember, so that was a completely She was a brilliant Miss Marple. She was much better than um, Joan Hickman. Yeah, she was, they were, suited her better. They were both good, I thought. Oh, no, yes, Joan, I mean, Joan Hickman was a very different character. What do you think, listener? Yeah. <laughs> Joan Hickman or Margaret Rutherford? Nothing to do with Lovejoy <laughs> at all, but I'm just Who interested. was the best Miss Marple? Um, and then So basically, they then go over to chat to Miss Fisher and, and Roy from Senders Potty, and basically... Potty says, oh, you know, Miss, Miss Fisher's got loads of, like, stuff in her house. You know, do you want to come and have a look at it? The difficult... And then Eric makes the world's most ironic comments <laughs> along the lines of, old ladies' junk? Lovejoy wouldn't stoop to that. I was like, oh, my God, that's literally all <laughs> that he is does literally what he is does. go around and look at old ladies' junk. <laughs> I mean, not that kind of... That sounds quite that rude. That really... Oh, um, <laughs> does that sound better in your head? <laughs> yes. Old um, ladies' junk. Old ladies' junk. Old ladies' junk. It was quite a, an ironic statement from America. I was like, literally, that is what you do. That is your life. <laughs> so they go around, and uh, you see, the reason I like this episode is I thought this was quite fast moving. I thought it was yeah. really good because then, yeah, yeah. within a few minutes, you've had this guy storm out with his sort of uh, Arabic passions and all this sort of drama, and then you're in uh, Virginia McKenna's house. Oh, I mean, prior to that, look, prior to that, you forgot to... the bit where. <laughs> Um, that's, who's playing Lovejoy Bingo along with us? Yeah, <laughs> ding, tick it off. Um, so Lovejoy and Jane after the auction go to lunch together, and so they have a bit of a heart to heart about the state oh. of Jane's marriage. And basically, that's where we kind of just hear. I mean, it's nothing really. It's just a kind of 
a chance for her. And she is kind of like popping off a bit in this conversation, yeah. isn't she? She's letting and, off a bit of steam. I and think. she's basically worried that her marriage is in trouble, and you know, she just feels like she's trying to get Alex's attention. And how can she do that? And yeah. His then, like, voice we're... again was beautiful in this bit. Aww. I know I mentioned that a couple of episodes ago. Lovejoy's voice. Oh, oh he's a lovely see, voice. you see why I used to like him. Isn't and then I wrote, "It's raining a lot in this app." Yeah, this is where I was like, "Do we think it is really raining? Nope. Is the rain important?" <laughs> Question yep. mark. Pathetic fallacy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. And then we do go to Miss Fisher's house to look at her junk. <laughs> Which is all. I realised at this point that Lovejoy has like divvy music. Okay, so when he spots something, oh, he does that. Yeah. There's like a chord where it, fo- and you see his eyes do that. Oh my god, thing. Yes, because her umbrella stand immediately catches his eye, doesn't it? Can I just say at this point, everything in Miss Fisher's house is giant. Yes. Why is everything big? Including like, the dog. And <laughs> there's this giant old Chinese vase, which is the thing that catches Lovejoy's eye. And then the, the next thing, there's this giant wolfhound. Like, well, literally. Hilarious but the, dog, the dog's because it's Virginia McKenna, isn't it? Because of the lions. I guess so. I think they that's found this... Because this is the thumbnail on UK TV Play. The thumbnail is... It is, is a it picture. It is yeah, somebody with the it's dog. It's a Lovejoy who is, to be fair, quite short. Yeah. And this enormous dog just sort of giving him a cuddle. It's and so great. I've seen this thumbnail obviously since we started doing series three. Yeah. The entire way through, until I actually watched it, I thought it was a stuffed lion that was falling on him. So the ah, fact that it was a real dog no, and they're my favourite sort of dog. When my husband dies, I'm getting one of them. Saskia. 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 This was this was a rich seam of humour, wasn't it? Another. Male dog with a female name. I know, we've had that already. Yeah, with Lassie. Lassie. So strange. But I mean, it's lovely when he about? says Sasuke is a girl's name and this is definitely, and he kind of indicates <laughs> down. Yes. The, the, um... Dogs have massive bollocks. <laughs> and you can see quite clearly it's... It's definitely a chap. Yeah. Do you think that was in the script, or do you think when the dog actor... Is that what dog actors are <laughs> Dog actor. he got his own green <laughs> the room. The dog. When the dog arrived. His own little chair to sit on with his name on the back. <laughs> dog arrived they were like oh no we've called the dog Saskia and this is a boy dog or Saskia is she Saskia so sorry this is so posh have um, I ever heard anyone say Saskia she's lovely when she said my dear boy I do know that it's a girl's name I just happen to like the name Saskia she and was great like, as if the dog doesn't know yes. he doesn't <laughs> care he doesn't care oh it was oh. wonderful but this, this dog was brilliant throughout like many dogs that we've had in many episodes somebody at this point says they're talking about all the junk in our house so she's a hopeless junkie who needs sorting out and I was like that's a bit of an odd really? turn of phrase oh bless her she definitely isn't she's a lovely old lady oh and she she's says to, she says to Lovejoy oh you're not Mr Lovejoy are you mm, you're just Lovejoy yes. Ever the schoolboy. Oh, yes. You haven't graduated to using Mr. But yes. she says it in a really... So interesting. But she says yeah. it in a really nice way, as if we're sort of, oh, this we're all chums together, you know. But she she says it to him as if to say, oh, yes, I understand. I'm a bit like that too. Well, she, she, school she's an old school teacher, isn't she? Or did I just imagine that in my head? Because that's how she, she seems. Like <laughs> I don't think we find out maybe what, we don't find really out. about her background. Maybe it's mentioned. But like, she's got him spot on, though. He is always has. the schoolboy. I thought, I mean, she sort of said it in a playful way, but I think she was trying to make quite a serious point. Yeah. I, I took it as being like she was really trying to say, oh, it's you're true. someone who hasn't grown up or who doesn't want to grow up. And you can't settle you down. Think, yeah, not settle down. I mean, you think about Lovejoy's life, it's not. He's basically Pete, the Peter Pan of Suffolk. Yeah. yeah. That was quite, I thought that was quite interesting. Uh... Taking over the title now, the Peter Pan of Suffolk. <laughs> um, so Lovejoy tells her her, va- her umbrella stand, rather, is actually an incredibly expensive vase. And she says, but I bought it from a man in Lowestoft. 
like nothing <laughs> is of any ever been in worth in Lowestoft. Um, and then she she he he asks her about the rug. Turns out she bought it for the dog. Yeah, the rug that's caused heart, all this heartache chaos and heartbreak. And, and and it's the same, It's a similar colour to Saskia. It complements her. Hip. I mean, it did look nice with the dog laying on it. <laughs> you couldn't see it. The dog was enormous. You couldn't see. I mean, the rug. dog. The dog was like twice the size of me. It was ridiculous. I mean, I, um, Helen is very small. Uh, yeah, I am. But, but the dog was very big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dog was and, she, very big. and she paid like twelve hundred pounds for this like dog rug. It's only worth like two or three hundred just because she loved it so much. Um, oh yes, I've written. She spent a billion two pounds on a rug for a dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we should also say the vase is worth like it's not just worth a bit it's of money. A it's a vase. It's worth it? forty grand. Yeah. It's incredible. And she only paid like nine hundred pounds. I'd just go have it. Yeah. <laughs> Take like, it. Where's my forty grand? I've been chucking umbrellas in that for the last ten years. <laughs> Don't get um, it off me. <laughs> and then actually, we cut in the middle of the scene. We cut it back to Mr. Hottest Guy in the World and his. Well, I still thought at this point it was his dad, but yeah, oh, Lord. Man, mm. um, having Swallow. an argument in Arabic, and we don't like you say it's not subtitled. We, we have no idea. What's we know happening. they're talking about something about the phone because he does like this international symbol for a phone with his hand, which I'm now doing also, listeners. Um, Do you know what so, I've written here? I've written. I think we found a language Helen doesn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we kind of meant to think that the guy is saying, the young guy is saying, why didn't you buy that rug? I need that rug. You know that rug's really important to me. It was made for me. And the old guy's saying, well, we don't know what he's saying. I, we don't, I know don't why. really care. It's like, whatever. Why? So I get if they're not allowed to talk, but if, he, if he's talking to his father-in-law, can't he say, sir, could you ask your daughter if she wants to marry me? Well, that's me? what I mean. That's the big flaw in this whole system. That would be a lot quicker and it would still involve him not talking to her. And, then, and it would still involve the dad having to carry the message. All of the things that have to happen in this transaction would still happen, bar the weaving and buying of a rug. Mm. Exactly. It's completely ridiculous. I mean, it is, really. It's, that's, the thing, that's, that's the weirdest part about it for me, is that it's the, it's the girl's family that have to... It's not like some code that's universally known or whatever that's passed between young people or something. It's the yeah. girl's family have to interpret it. So if you're talking to the girl's yeah. family anyway, and, if he and they're sitting down and interpreting the talk for you, why don't they just tell you what the girl thinks? That like her family. So if he didn't, if he didn't like the son, <laughs> any Moroccan just... scholars can write it. Yeah, any, any Arabic scholars, <laughs> if he did, of which more later. If he didn't like the son, he could have just said, "Nah, sorry, mate." She says no. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, are, you he sure? does... are you sure? Yeah, you see this little squiggle here? It's, it's, she says no. Um, so basically, they, then this is where it all gets very like typical love joy of like, you know, nothing nothing to see here. They're going to sort of help this old lady sell her really expensive things. But they, they're just fixated on this rug. They're just really fascinated by the fact that this, the young Arabic guy, as I've just referred to him all the way through till we find out his name. Now, I've, Arabic... now I've started calling him HMB in my notes. Hottest man. I think it sounds for hot Moroccan boy. <laughs> They referred to him in a much more, uh, what's the word we usually Un-PC. used? Un-PC way. The swarthy looked Moroccan. Yeah, I'm going to talk uh, about that a bit later on. Uh, I've written it down. But yeah, so they, they, they're just fixated on why, well, Lovejoy is. He likes, loves a mystery, thinks he's a detective. Yeah. So why did this, the young Arabic guy, Yang, <laughs> um, why, was he, him Yang. why was he so interested in this rug? I've got to know. Like, like why? He literally has no impact on your life and it's not even an antique you're not it's not even antique you're probably not going to make any money out of this you just need to know just for your own amusement anyway so they ask harriet if she's willing to to swap rugs so that they can get the original rug back so they can go and i guess use it as bait for the young Arabic guy big question here where do they get so they've basically got an identical rug to swap with where they get the other rug from it's never explained they have basically an identical rug on in their possession 
Where have they this got This reminded from? me of Lily's pearls. You ended up with a lot of <laughs> yeah. rugs. And yeah. I, in the end, I just sat back and thought, I'm just going to enjoy this. I haven't got a clue what's going on. Basically, like, they swap rugs. I mean, why they even bother swapping? Because there's literally two identical new rugs. Anyway, um, they, they, so they've got the original rug now. Harriet's got the second, rug number two. And as they pull away, as Andre pulls away, oh, Yag, yes. young Albert guy, is that, is that loitering around outside? Yeah. Parallel alert, 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 But then we leave that and go back to Alex buying Alex buying Jane off. Because he's come back from Brussels and he wakes up in the middle of the night. I would kill him if he did that to me. I would be happy about this, even if his dad bought me a present. Yeah, and he's brought some bit of jewellery or whatever. It reminded me of that... Pendant, it's a really nice pendant. Lovely, yeah, beautiful necklace. Like, it's very nice. It reminded me of that, um, you know, that Christmas story where the girl cuts her hair so she can buy a watch chain for the guy and he sells the watch so he can buy her a really nice comb for her hair. It reminded me of that because she sold the rug so then he kind of turns around and he just finds, like, the cheque on the floor for the price of the rug and it's just like, wow. And then she apologises to him. I didn't really like, get that. Why are she you apologising? Like, I think because she was making a slightly spiteful point. Yeah, but I thought very slightly. It was her rug. Very slightly. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, so they kind of seem to have a bit of a sort of tender moment, like making up, basically. Mm. Don't they? And they have had tender moments throughout, which is why this episode, I think, is so sad. Because we've commented before that he is quite tender. It was hugely sad. It, it got was. sadder as it went along, really, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. And but anyway, then Lovejoy's in the bath. <laughs> and basically we learn that the rug, which is that I'm going to refer to as Lovejoy's rug, so not the original rug, but the one he replaced it with, we find out has been stolen by, we presume by... Ba, ba, ba. The young Arabic guy who's loitering outside the house. Yeah. Swore they look Moroccan. So this is the bit where that comes up, isn't it? <sighs> <sighs> I... I, I uh, I don't know what to say about this. Because Morocco is such a melting pot of different cultures, I don't understand how you can look Moroccan. And also, well... In, or, invert, I'm doing inverted commas. Or also, well, I kind of would say almost the opposite of that, which is I'm not sure I could tell a Moroccan person no. from a Tunisian person. You might say look Egyptian. Or an Algerian or looked, person yeah. or an Egyptian person. But really, person. that's just saying someone looks Arabic. You'd say, you'd say yeah. looks Arabic or look North African or... Yeah. Looks... I thought Moroccan was very specific. It's it like, was. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, is it Lovejoy who says it? Yeah, it must be I Lovejoy who says, says it. Because yeah, it Lovejoy is. says, what, what did the person look like who stole this? Did they look a bit Moroccan? Did they look swarthy? That's an interesting word. Because I'm sure in series one, Lovejoy was like weirdly framed for something or they thought he'd done something. And I remember the policeman saying swarthy. A swarthy looking individual Maybe. fits your description, Lovejoy. And I was like, oh, yeah. does that mean it was okay for him to say it? I think maybe because in the 90s it was just... He has dark yeah. curly I mean, hair dark skin. Even now, it's not a... I mean, it's a horrible word. It, it just sounds horrible. It's not, it's it, not a, an offensive term, is it? It's, it's not like... wouldn't use it. Yeah, yeah, it's not like the, the P word or the N word. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, for, no, yeah. To describe somebody. Not, yeah. But um, but it is. it just sort of made you... It just wasn't made you shudder a little bit and think, oh, well, you wouldn't... You, there's something about it that has implications. I of, think it's because it implies that someone's a bad guy. Like, like yeah. in Amy Blyton, it would be, oh, that's the bad guy. Yeah. Well, Amy Blyton was, her books are massively racist. Well, in the end, I, I stopped reading them to my son because I would always be like, it's all right, this will be the one where the swarthy guy hanging around is not the bad guy. And they it's got to be. Well, that'll be the twist. Oh, they always were. Literally, oh, it's such a shame because when I was reading them as a child, I loved them so much. But no. yeah, I kind of want to go back and reread Mallory Towers. Oh, ever, I love Mallory Towers. Haven't they Towers. Sort of edited them to make them 
bit more. Yeah, I just had really old. And they've given them different names and stuff because I bought them for my niece. Ah. It used to be like Into the Fourth of Mallory Towers, and they were fourth form and fifth form and all of those things. They've got different names. I saw them in the the other day. Into Year Ten. They were all very very horsey. They were all because there was that. Did you read? It was the third one. This is going to make me sound like I'm geeky about this as well. (laughs) And they had this very horsey teacher called Miss Peters, and then the girl was called Daryl. And they all had oh, boys in they were all jolly good. Yeah. And they ended up rescuing some horse late at night in the rain for yeah. some reason. It was at Kazakos oh, or this. Mallory Towers is brilliant. Oh, I love Mallory Towers. Oh, now I don't want to go back and read it then because really it's accidentally missed. I desperately wanted to go to Mallory Towers. Did you? Did you? How, how, after reading all those things, yeah, desperately. I was like, when can I go to boarding school, Mummy? She was like, like it, yeah. we have no money. Now like, they all want to go because of Harry Potter. But I did yeah. almost, I almost went when I was 13 because I got a scholarship and actually basically me and my parents all bottled out of me going off to boarding yeah. school. Well, that's it. I mean, like, the, if it was a real option, I'm not sure I would have gone for it, but the fantasy of it. Oh, yeah. Midnight feasts like... and, you know, all that stuff. It just seemed very excellent. Ad- concert adventures. On the Harry Potter note, it's a totally, total tangent. But someone told me that because Mary Towers wasn't a Because someone told me that her teenage daughter and apparently her friends were having an argument, which which resulted in a Facebook poll of like which is more likely to be to be real, um, Harry Potter or Star Wars. <laughs> and I was like, clearly Star Wars. It's obviously Star Wars because yeah. Star Wars is set in a galaxy like far far, far, far away. away. And, and, <laughs> Like, it's not just that it's far away, it's also a long, 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 long time ago, isn't yes. it? So it's yeah. already all happened. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, In Tunisia, we've come round. Carry on. Yeah, but I was like, obviously, because it's, you know, it's in the infinite universe, anything can happen, whereas obviously Harry Potter isn't living in a cupboard in Surrey or whatever. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, so, I've written, Eric is so romantic and drawn a heart. Can't remember uh, why. I think um, it's because he believes... Oh, at this point, he believed that um, young Arabic guy was genuinely trying to get the rug for romantic reasons. Oh, because they obviously all know that's legend. He bought into the legend. There's, there's a brilliant line. So basically, because Potty... So, they, so the young Arabic guy pretends to be a carpet cleaner. turns up, so I'll clean your oh, carpet. Yes. And they say yes, and then he, he nicks the rug. So basically, then love to everyone turn up. And um, I can't remember who says it, but someone says, oh, you know, have you, have you told the police this is, a, this is a crime? And Potty says... I guess I should have called the police, yeah. but I called Tinker instead. <laughs> Obviously, of all the people that you would call. And again, it's a bit of a theme of Lovejoy, isn't it? It's like, why get the police involved in, Suffolk, in police really? matters? But Let's just sort it out ourselves. Well, the police are busy, aren't they? They don't really care well, about also, a rug. A dog rug. <laughs> you remember that policeman where the, the guy died and got put in a suit of armour and there was that one policeman <laughs> trying to manage, just the, trying whole to manage the whole thing on his own. So you can see why they wouldn't oh. come to out the police. So then they think, right, okay, there's, there's definitely we're onto something we're going to find out why this guy wants the rug so much because they've still got the original rug which has got the secret message in it oh yes of course they um, do so they take the original rug to an expert so he sort of says you know yeah it's because it's a new rug you know it's only worth about 200 pounds you know he says that yeah it's true that sometimes there are messages in the rugs but it's like now it's like this is where it gets even more ridiculous. Like, nowadays, it's just as likely to be a message about something else, like a drug delivery. Oh, yes, this is where we had yeah. all the drug stuff. Or arms. It was like, that's even more weird than the love stuff. It's the love stuff. It's like a sort of set, like, maybe that's just sort of the dance that you play. Like, you know, there are certain rituals around courtship, aren't there? Like, so, like, that kind of makes sense. But why a, a drug gang would go to the bother of, like, Weaving a message into a carpet, <laughs> sending the carpet. It's like just send a message. Anyway, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then they even go, oh yeah, the dragon, the dragon. 
it's, it's like heroin. heroin. It's like no, is it? Is no, it really? No, and then loved uh, Eric's looking at it, going like, oh, and then this pattern on the rug, this could, this shape, this rectangle could be a harbour, and these four. Um, <laughs> does it? Like, oh my god! He's thinking does really. It, hard. Tinker makes a really funny comment, or Lovejoy, somebody does, when he says, "Oh, this could be this, and this could be that." that oh yeah, episode. this could be like my aunt Fanny. Yeah, that was it. That was my it, aunt yeah. Fanny's something rather. Yeah, that's quite funny. That was quite funny. Um, so, yeah, so, I think Eric's getting quite caught up in all this secret messages thing. He's quite. He's, that's probably why he said he's quite romantic because he's there trying to like. Yeah, he's desperately trying to get to the bottom of the mystery. Yeah, which isn't important to any of them. I don't really know. I know. Anyway, and then we go back to the other thread, the Alex and Jane thread. Oh, oh, this was awful. You have you have ultimate pathetic fallacy. It is peeing it down with yeah. rain outside. It was a very British argument, wasn't it? It took ages to get to the actual crux of what the I, argument I was. I wrote really weird convo. That's they the... couldn't talk to each. They it, couldn't be honest no. with each other about anything. It, it, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. I didn't like it. I don't like arguments anyway. Well, as it we, really made me feel as we've like, discussed well, in this podcast, we'd just be throwing plates by this point. <laughs> All of us would just be throwing, <laughs> throwing plates. Yeah, I'd be like, mother. Um, I'd be throwing plates, by the way. I don't want to cast aspersions on my other half. I would be the one throwing plates. <laughs> we, as in the three of us, yeah, would all be I throwing plates, be breaking one. picture frames over people's heads. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. Um, but at first you think that Alex might be telling her that he's had an affair, because the first thing she says is, how long for? And you're like, oh, how long for? Is yeah, how, how long has yeah. been going on? But actually what's happening is Alex is proposing going to live in Hong Kong for a year, and Matthew's... Who we've never met who or heard of is going to look after the estate. I mean, we don't, that's, we don't even know who the hell he is. But anyway, yeah. Imagine um, having to worry about what happened to your estate when you went away. <laughs> oh, I mean, who would dream. look after my estate in Collindale? <laughs> Matthews. 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 Um, so yeah, they're, they're discussing this possibility of going to live in Hong Kong for a year. Yeah, and it's oh, this was just so sad. And it does finally get to the crux, which is. I've written Alex has moved the goalposts because she says, well, is there someone else? Mm. And she doesn't even ask him outright. She skirts around the issue. Oh, you're a healthy man, Alex. She's basically saying, we're not having sex, so are you having sex with someone else? Yeah, but she's been doing away it in the most British way she can. 162 <laughs> nights abroad, she in says. In seven months. Now, I don't know how many nights there are in seven months. Oh, hang on. Calculator time. <laughs> Approximately. <laughs> what, seven times 30? 210, isn't it? Yeah, so, so he's yeah, been away. It's a most lot of, of nights. One hundred and sixty-two out of around. And she, she says, "Is there somebody else?" And then he, he kind of says, "He says, he I says, don't know." He says, "I don't know." And then she's really. Odd. And then they talk about the love joy thing in inverted commas, and she says, "Oh, I haven't slept with him." Yeah. So why is it a thing? Like he's her friend. What's awful about it is. You know, and actually, she could have slept with him, let's face it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever she wanted. Well, oh, she probably couldn't because he might have said yeah, no, but she could have, have done. Yeah. But she didn't. She was loyal and she was very open. Lovejoy would come round to the house like he did as he as yeah. Alex left. She wasn't Alex secret moved... dinners in Cambridge Alex or whatever Alex was doing. moved the goalposts and suddenly said, oh, the Lovejoy thing isn't on control. And he makes this vile comment. And this is the point that I went, Jane, you stay where you are, love. Because yeah. he says, uh, she said, what will happen to this other woman if we move to Hong Kong and he says she'll evaporate just like Lovejoy and I just thought you are a bastard you are an utter utter bastard because you're telling her to get rid of her friend and business partner and if she gets rid of her friend and business partner who understands her a lot better than you do you'll stop shagging around yeah well I think I think to be fair he's implying that uh, we don't know that he's shagging around like because he says 
he does say, like, she says, I've never slept with Lovejoy. And he says, oh, there's a counterpart in my life to Lovejoy, you know. I don't know if it's all... Basically, I think he's got... It's like an emotional who, who, connection. Exactly, he does... Because when she says, I've never slept with Lovejoy. I don't believe him for a minute. Well, I mean, but, I mean, what I mean is, it's not... He doesn't admit to no, sleeping yeah. with someone else. I mean, he might be, yeah, of course. But he basically... The, what, he, what he's putting across to her, whether he's being honest or not, is that he's got someone like Lovejoy who's got an emotional connection with um, that he could... Have a relationship yeah. if he was available, basically. But it's just it, awful. He basically says, "Well, I could shag around if I want to." Yeah. So come to Hong Kong with me, or else. Yeah. And but also he makes. I mean, this is what we were alluding to earlier. She says, "What's it like in Hong Kong?" And he says, "Better than out there." I can tell you, I've been to Hong Kong, and that is bollocks. <laughs> yeah, it rains Kong. quite a lot in Hong Kong, right? I've got a brilliant. I've got a mate of mine in Hong Kong who's from Yorkshire, who is the most the world's most cynical man. And he took me out for dinner. The first time I was in Hong Kong, I'd been in Singapore beforehand. So I was a couple of weeks, I was working out this. So I was a couple of weeks in Singapore. And then I went to Hong Kong, where I saw the world's largest bronze-seated outdoor Buddha in Southeast Asia, <laughs> incidentally, which was the highlight of the trip. Call back. But call back. Um, and I didn't really like Hong Kong, because if you go to Singapore, Singapore looks like the Truman Show. It's so ridiculously yeah, perfect. It's, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And then you go to Hong Kong, which I had horrible well, weather the weather was so kind of close that I, when I breathed it was uncomfortable oh no. and there's a lot of pollution in Hong Kong and I met up with this guy and I said oh so do you like Hong Kong but I fucking hurt it <laughs> and I said oh how, how long have you lived out here too fucking long so wow. that's my views of Hong Kong whereas Alex on... was Alex was basically saying you don't want to stay you know I don't he didn't say you Alex was basically saying, I don't want to stay in England. There's nothing for me here. I don't like living here. I don't want to be in the British Isles. I want to be overseas. It's way more interesting. It's more vibrant. Fair enough. That bit was fair enough. And he said he's more vibrant when he's abroad. Which is, I mean, what does that mean? But actually, he gets his life and his enthusiasm from being abroad. I mean, I I do a little bit from travelling. You know, I I get my... Uh, what's the word? I'm like energy. I get a lot of energy from going abroad, and he says that. But uh, meanwhile, but... like Tinker, I travel in dreams. Oh. I mean, I do that as well. I mean, I, I do don't both. travel in dreams. I just go around my own house in dreams, not, not being to... able to open doors. Not even to Venice. <laughs> not even to Venice. <laughs> Definitely never to Venice. Never. So yeah, so that's it. and then that that's just left that conversation. So we don't know what the whether they just what they decide, and then we go back to Lovejoy trying to sell. The rug, the, so real the original rug. rug that the young Arabic guy wants again, because it's already been in, in an auction, oh. and we don't know if he's got if Harriet knows about this, do we? I mean, he takes it because he's like, well, I'm going to solve the mystery, but he doesn't say I'm going to sell it. Yeah, she which wants give him a profit. She right? wants the rug, like yeah. it's her rug, and so basically he steals it from her and sells it. Um, and the police are there, and they're like, Why are we here? We don't oh, want to be here. We're not oh, interested. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the weirdest bit, yeah. So um, The one time he gets the police involved, it is really not a police matter. <laughs> well, also, like, so basically, because we were just saying before, like, the police have better things to do. Clearly they don't, because this policeman basically says he's turned up because Lovejoy has called him down there saying that drug dealers are hiding messages in carpets. <laughs> and the policeman has, and the policeman goes, oh, Lovejoy, you called me down here saying that love, drug dealers hide messages in carpets. And, like, there's not even any drug dealers here. Like, why did you go? Why did you go? So yeah, so bizarre. because um, the carpet is bought, I can't even remember who buys it. But again, it's or not Tinker some... buys it. Tinker buys it, of course. Because basically, Tinker's bidding. So again, Neil is there, the the guy on the phone, the other dealer, who's in, the Arabic guy, the older Arabic guy's dealer. 
um, he's there and he's about to buy it for £500 and then Tink gets involved with the bidding to make to make the price go up and then oh no, and then the actual older guy turns up, the guy's father-in-law mm. and basically, so the father-in-law guy is sort of giving Neil the nod to keep bidding and Lovejoy is giving Tink the nod to keep bidding so a lot of nodding is going on and then essentially, again, for whatever reason like the Arabic guy seems to want to buy it and then decides not to. So here's what another... Like, yeah. Here's another thought. What's going on? If at this point, Mr. Whatever Sawala has come over from yeah, we don't, Morocco... Don't know, we actually don't know his name. Morocco, to buy this rug, why can't he let someone else buy it and go, sorry, can I just have a quick look at your rug? Yeah, I just want yeah, to look... She, she says she loves you. Right, yeah, that's all right. Really? Thank it's you it's very much. Right. It is being held up. At an auction. So just look at it. Or maybe he has to go really close up to see what the message is. Maybe. Sounded but, quite But you could technical. usually in an auction, you can view the items beforehand quite closely. So, true. again, it didn't That's really ring through. There was so much implausibility about this episode. So, anyway, so, yeah. So, so now Tink, they've, they've Tink actually buys it for, and they bought it for £1,400. So, they're £1,400 out of pocket because they've had to... It's not like it's their rug. Buy their own rug. It's, it's not, not theirs. Their oh, I'm so it's confused. How it so, so well, it's, it's Sarsky's. I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's actually Sarsky's. I don't really understand why... Who we, who we find out is called Uncle Saeed, the old Arabic guy. I don't know why, why Uncle Saeed doesn't want to buy They it. have the most cheesy... Ne- right, so they're called Abdul is the young yeah. and Saeed. And it just reminded me, do you remember in like the 80s and 90s when school maths books suddenly got really politically uh, correct yeah, yeah. all the kids because I remember I got like kicked Priya out has 50 donuts <laughs> yeah it was if, how, she, if she gives Sanjay 20 of them <laughs> how yeah and I remember I got kicked out of a lesson once for making the whole class laugh by saying you know what this is meant to be really politically correct but all it's doing is making Asian kids look really sad and geeky because <laughs> the rest of us are like, "Wow, I'm totally going to eat these donuts." Yeah, and they're, they're like sharing them out. Sanjay and Priya are like calculating well, the ratio. Yeah, I'm going to calculate the ratio of donuts that we each need to have. Why is that tickle me so much? And then Mira comes in, and then <laughs> now they've got to rearrange it because Mira wants a donut. And they were all oh, this just reminded me of that Saeed and Abdul. It's like they picked the the most common. That would be it. Like a, yeah, what are Arabs called? Oh, Saeed and Abdul. There we go. Job done. <laughs> it's, like, it's like John and Jane, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. in, it's as though we had a, a British two British characters, and you called them John and Jane or John and Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway. That's so, yeah, so basically they're not really getting anywhere with it because they're basically they've tried to bait the Arabs again, but it's not worked because for some reason Saeed didn't want to buy the rug a second time. Basically, the exact same thing has happened twice. It really annoyed me. I was like, why the stories just go around in circles? It's annoying me. Anyway, then we <laughs> go back to lovely Harriet Fisher's house. Oh, I love Harriet Fisher. And she finally agrees because she's been a bit reluctant to sell the umbrella stand, even though it's worth forty grand because she really loves it. She and it is very beautiful, but it's very big. It's not. I mean, it's the world's largest umbrella stand. It's not really functional. As I was an going umbrella to say, stand, you'd have to be tall you to reach your umbrella in. You, oh, oh, were they hooking them on the outside? They're hooking them on the outside, which, which is, could cause, break. Because yeah. the whole point of an umbrella stand surely is to like stop water going all over yeah. the floor. So you're hooking them on the outside. Anyway, yeah. it's not a very functional umbrella stand. She agrees to sell it as long as they find her another one that she likes as much. So then they spend like much of the episode buying various random. Vases and containers. <laughs> this is very funny because it shows Tinker and Eric and Lovejoy, everybody going around, and there's this lovely. I mean, this is this is funny visually. This is really funny. You have a montage, if you like, of umbrella stands. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, Lady Jane walks into 
is it her house or is it or is it the a shop? I can't remember. She walks in and she sort of looks around as if to go, oh, for fuck's sake. It's just just surrounded by umbrellas. It's in Lovejoy's house, isn't Love it? Jane, house. Jane comes around and there's literally just littered with all these random vases because every time they take one to Harriet, she's like, no, no, I don't like that one as much as I like my current one. Um, so they're, they're trying to find the one. Um, and then I've written, Arabic guy turns up, takes rug, Eric gives chase. So what happens there? The, oh, so, the Arabic guy turns up to Lovejoy's house where yeah. the rug currently He pulls is. his carpet cleaning scam again. That's but I right. think Jane realises and Eric's turning oh, up on the bike. Oh, that's Jane's and there. And so, so she kind of goes, Eric, go and get him. Oh, that's and it. He, does. he gives chase. He's so brave. And we, this is where we find out that he's <laughs> called Abdul. Yeah, yeah, that's when we find out he's called Abdul. Because they've kind of caught him now, so they're in, almost interrogating him about, why is he interested in this rug? Lady Jane gets very maternal. She treats him like she treated angel trousers. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. very sweet to him, even though he's just trying to rob them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because we, we don't really know what his motives are, but we, it's possible that he's robbing out of, like, love or whatever. I mean, not that it's ever right to rob things. Well, audience, but, um, and then he's, he gives them the, this kind of sob story about the alleged Muslim tradition that I'm not 100% convinced is real, although I did cry. So <laughs> it didn't move me. He also says another brilliant thing, because, like, when they... So, basically, Eric gives chase, and they sort of corner him, basically, and sort of catch him. And then, like, they're trying to say, like, what are you doing? Why do you want this rug? And he says, I'm not going to try and do it. Obviously, in this terrible Arabic accent, which is probably put on, as we know the actor because is. He's because his name's Dave or whatever I'm, I'm going to try and do it, but really, it's like, why do you want to interfere? You're not policeman. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're and not the police. Like, and I, we went, no, no, you're not. We've been telling you that exactly. for two and a half series. Really good question. Why are you interfering? You're not the police. Anyway, he's got a very good point. So he gives he gives the rug back, and they have a nice chat. Like you say, the sob story. And he's drinking. They give him some mint tea. And actually, while I was watching this episode last night, I was also drinking some mint tea. Oh, lovely. So oh, I felt I felt very a nice. nice. Yeah, nice connection there. Whereas I was drinking gin, and now I'm drinking gin. <laughs> <laughs> So. Um, then Lovejoy goes off to confront Uncle Saeed because he's saying, oh, you know, we've been given this sub story about Abdul, but come on, what is it really, mate? And he was so sinister. I was like, I would confess in a heartbeat if Lovejoy came to try and find out what I was really up to. But then it goes, if it wasn't bonkers already, then it goes completely insane. It because Uncle Saeed says, a blind Bedouin came to the village and started talking about me. Did anybody else understand this bit? No, no at really. this point I went, really, you really, really want to weave another thread into this story. <laughs> oh, very yeah, good. Oh, very good. I mean, so just, cause, just so that I'm clear, make sure that I understood it. So basically, what, so Abdul like, tells them the whole story, and his soft story, and it's that, you know, it does have the answer. I, I, I proposed marriage to my uh, girlfriend, and she put the answer in this rug, and only her uncle Saeed, who I work for, who is this older guy, can interpret it. Again, all those questions like, why did you just tell him? He you know, cries, and then and I then he's, you know, so I need I need Uncle Say to look at the rug. Mm-hmm. So then they then they he's like, fine, okay, I'll take the rug to Uncle Say. Uncle Say said, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not convinced that Abdul is suitable for my niece, but yeah, this is true. That her the mar- answer to the marriage proposal is in the rug. Um, so then it's like, well, yeah, and then still was, the question I had was like, well, why didn't he buy it when he had the chance twice? Maybe because he didn't actually want him to get it because he doesn't think he's suitable for his yeah. niece. Yeah. Well, Maybe. but then... But yeah, and then, okay, and then we do get onto the thing about the blind Bedouin visionary that turned up at the village. And Oh, this is where it actually did get quite interesting because he was meant to... 
he predicted something that no one else could have known. This is where we get your expert number two. Yeah, I mean, I was he came professor, wasn't he? Cambridge professor. professor. I was sort of really chair of Islamic studies. There I was, I was really torn because I was like, this is the most interesting thing I've ever heard, but I also don't understand what it is. <laughs> the, the idea was that he was this blind Bedouin. So first of all, he's blind, and also he's a Bedouin, so presumably living a traditional sort of nomadic lifestyle in North Africa, and that. He was weaving these rugs. So first of all, quite amazing to be able to weave a rug when you're blind. And that he, what he was weaving into the rugs were these symbols that were not um, native to his culture. They were from other cultures further east. And how would he know about this symbolism if he'd never seen it and it wasn't in his culture? So I think that was why... So, so he was reincarnated. Well, so that maybe he... So then it's like maybe he was reincarnated from... It's a good maybe, job Helen was paying attention, isn't it? I think, well, it was all a bit weird, though. Like, I think that was the idea anyway. But I didn't really get what, what the blind guy had to do with the story because had, had, had the blind guy made the rug? Because I thought the girl was the supposed girl to have made, made the, the rug. rug. And because then he starts oh going on like, oh, the reason I brought all these rugs over is because I want to try and... So, he'd, so that's, I, was like, I didn't get it at all. This is he supported a lot of these other rugs, basically to try and sell them in the UK, but not just to try and make money, or because he thought they were beautiful and amazing, but to see if anyone else would notice... Yes, yes the that, fact is, that, that was the bit. this Berber guy had put these symbols in that he shouldn't have known Which about. they would have. <laughs> but they would if they were also reincarnated. It would, that's the bit where I was like, this is exploding my brain. He's basically saying some guy was reincarnated as a blind Bedouin who then put a message that would go out to oh, other people it, who were only in the same... I mean, I did go a bit down a, a, a bit of a spiral of uh, magical so thinking. You did all of that. I poured myself another gin. Uh, you might have had the right idea. I mean, it, did, it didn't really make a lot of sense at this point. Um, I think the point is also they are then going to be worth a lot, aren't they? Because when if they do find something at the crazy end, they say that connection. actually he's going to make a lot of money out of it. And what kind of provenance would you give to that? Like, what would you get the blind well, Bedouin to come along no, and you, say, I mean... I guess your chair of Islamic studies saying, and it's that mythical thing again, isn't it? Like a lot of the objects that we've had of this has mythical... Like Atawalpa's ring. You know, mm. if it's believed to be this, this is going to be worth yeah. something, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. And I think that, so that made sense. And so I got that's why he's trying to sell them and make money. But it was more the fact that he just seemed to be selling them for this romantic idea that someone else would think they were amazing. And then we leave that and we go back to Jane. Oh, that's that phone call where she rings him and she just says, please come. And he does. And he does. He does. Bless Aww. him. Love, so Lovejoy goes to Jane because Alex has gone to Hong Kong. He's gone, isn't he? He has. He's yeah, and she's and she's not going to Hong Kong with him. Good choice. Her marriage is over, and um, she's very sad. And he's trying, but I don't know what you guys thought. So like, he's meant to be like, you know, they're very close friends. He understands her. He's comforting her on the stairs, and then he spots in her hallway her umbrella stand. And like in the military, in the middle of this conversation where she's saying that her marriage is over, he's like, "Oh, can I have your umbrella stand for Harriet Fisher?" Yeah, well, I, I, this Why? bit to me. Why was he so unsympathetic? So when he, when she was unburdening herself to him, and they had like a tight in shot on his face, and it was showing all this emotion, I was like, oh, "This is like at the end of the Long Good Friday when Bob Hoskins is in the back of the cab." <laughs> And he's, he's got all this kind of like emotion. He's thinking about all the things that had happened, and he, the, his acting is so strong that you like you can see, even though he's not saying anything or moving really 
a muscle, apart from maybe an eye muscle, you can see that he's he's got all this emotion happening. And I was like, and this is Lovejoy doing that about his relationship with Jane. And now things have changed, obviously, as Alex has gone. And I thought that that was that whole thing. And then when he said, can I have that umbrella stand? I was fuming. I, mean, I think it was meant to be funny. <laughs> it was, it it was, was meant quite to be a funny, funny moment, but it just, in the context of their relationship, it just seemed really off. It was a bit of a bum note, wasn't it? Because, yeah. like, you know, she's had much, like, less traumatic if you like or other troubles where he's been genuinely so concerned and caring and then this major thing has happened to her I mean maybe it's because of his own conflicted feelings about it perhaps like, yeah. he knows he should feel sad about it but maybe he feels quite happy about so it so he's trying to deflect so he's it, trying to deflect quite something it. Else. I mean that's I've just written bathos because yeah. my English degree really got used in this episode you've had pathetic <laughs> fallacy you've had bathos but um, also I wonder if there is an element of he's trying to Lighten the mood. Lighten the mood. You know, would you mind if I have your umbrella stand? Because um, she has already seen all the umbrella stands. <laughs> Presumably, this is an ongoing discussion. Do you know what annoyed me though? She'd said it. It had to be blue. Hers is not blue. It's got yeah, some blue in blue. it, but it's sort of pinky colour, yeah. isn't it? But you know, Lovejoy had the eye. He was like, "That's the one." And, and it, and it was. It was, and it was the one. It was the one. So he takes that umbrella stand, and then we go back to Uncle Saeed. <laughs> who is now interpreting the rug. So we're going to get the answer to the marriage proposal of um, Abdul to young lady, which we... With the male. We don't even know her name, do we? No, who's unimportant, as she is female. It would... It would oh <laughs> is that our misogyny of the week? Thank yeah, you. we don't know what her... Um, we've got that to a fine art now. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what her name is. I just think it would be even better, Bathos, if she... Oh, she says no. Yeah. Yeah. After all of that, After I think that, that would have been a lot funnier if you. Oh, I, says, think it's, I think it's quite funny. She what he says, says no, you're all right. It's quite funny because, like, what he says is like, he says he's like, oh, and we obviously don't know if he's saying the truth. You go as well, mm. like, is he? He's like, oh, she says, you know, you you have beautiful eyes and blah blah, blah and beautiful hair, and she says yes to your marriage proposal if her uncle Saeed approves. Yes, <laughs> that was, quite, that was funny. quite funny. It was quite funny. You know, all's well that ends well, and then we go back. Again, well then, he, well, then he buys Lovejoy buys because obviously originally Saeed bought Jane's rug. Oh right yes, yes. And um, Lovejoy decides, oh, actually, Jane loved that rug. Oh, she they sold it because of Alex. They yeah. have of haggling, but he buys it back for three k. So basically, for what he paid, which is yeah. actually quite fair. And there's a good bit in this where you realise really how young Eric is meant to be because at one point Eric tries to say something to Lovejoy and he says, shut up, Eric. <laughs> and then Abdul tries to say something to Uncle Saeed and Uncle Saeed says, shut up, Abdul. Oh, yeah. And you're suddenly like, oh, my God, these They're two are meant to be the same age. Young, like, 20, 21-year-old yeah. men. But, um, I mean, yeah. Chris isn't, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's not 20. He's about 40 when yeah. we filmed this, I think. When, when, so, but um, I thought that was a really nice bit of the scene where they're like, shut up, you two youngsters. Aww. And they both look kind of a bit pouty. Like, <laughs> been told off by the grown-ups. <laughs> but you then get the um, a, a nice ending. I'm, I'm glad that Saskia made it into the last, uh, <laughs> yes. Good the last few minutes. Because Saskia, presumably because somebody nicked her rug, has now nicked Potty's seat. <laughs> yeah, and he can't coax her out. I sh- I can't, if you haven't seen the episode, listener, this is... This a, is I mean, why would you be listening to this? But she yeah. is a massive dog. She is a massive She must it be is. more than six foot if she's on oh, her yeah, legs. And yeah. also, it's a boy, isn't it? Why am I saying she? He, yeah. 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 But it's, um, it's brilliant because... Uh, Virginia McKenna then what's her actual name I just want to call her Virginia Harriet McKenna Fisher. Harriet Fisher then says uh, you know well we'll have to just get a new chair and Potty says well what if 
what if he doesn't like the new chair? And she, she looks absolutely exasperated. And she says, not for Saskia, for you. <laughs> and I love, I love that mad old women and their dogs. I love it. I did laugh at that. I thought that was really funny. So, so Saskia's got her rope back, whether she wants it or not. And then, and then Eric is getting very... Um, you know, upset about all the money that they've yeah, lost. Yeah, he's trying home. to like work out the finances of how many times this rug has been sold. Oh yes, and what they've bought back. I'm glad he can't do it. He either, can't do it. I can't he was do there. It. I'm massively confused. So, and then do we? And then is this when we see the second X? But I think it's quite late on. I've written it here now, but was it? Did I miss it earlier? Where they t- they they in the end they must do it before they take the rug back to Harriet. They take it to another expert who is this chair of Islamic studies who basically confirms this tale that Saeed has told them that the rug does contain the symbolism that you wouldn't expect a Bedouin. Oh yes, to mm. know I think that's about. happened a little bit earlier. Yeah, but it's so basically some proved between, that it's worth something. Yeah, at some point between when Saeed told them that story and when they've taken the rug back. And they say something completely mad, which is he's writing a PhD on it. I'm like, he's a professor at Cambridge. He's not. He's not writing a PhD. No, no, no. that's no. not what he's, he's doing. It's just Eric trying to I think it's clever. Eric misunderstanding because he definitely would not be, yeah, because he's the chair of something. He's already got a PhD in about 15 or 20 years of experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then Eric's like, yeah, because they have, they have lost a lot of money. So they, they, I mean, he does try and tot it up, but, you know, they basically bought the rug about three times. But, you know, they, they bought the rug back for Jane out of his own money, all this stuff. And you wonder so, why he never has any money. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's all gone on rugs. It's been a bit of a. So it's a bit of a. So there's no champagne at the end of this episode. No, so we've got, got no money to buy one. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say all's well that ends well, but probably not for Jane. Yeah, I mean, it was really uh, yeah. The only person who kind of came out of it on the other was Abdul because he knows he can. Well, I'm Saskia. Saskia's Saskia. got a chair and a, and his rug back. Yeah, and Abdul, well, yeah, we hope we don't know if Uncle Saeed yeah. approves of the match. Um, oh, we assume that he will. Uncle Saeed seemed quite chilled, really. Didn't he? Yeah. And there's a, there was a nice tender moment between Jane and Lovejoy at the end. Yeah. Oh, I just, I felt, I Poor found Jane. it so sad. I really did find it sad. And yeah. I hated, I hated uh, Alexander. Alex, yeah. <sighs> so what's your marks out of 10? You, you guys are going to be split on this, aren't you? You're going to be, you're going to disagree. Even though I feel a bit sad now because I've been thinking about how sad Jane is, who's not a real person and doesn't live in the real world. Um... I really enjoyed this. I'd yeah, give it an eight. I might even give it an eight point five. I'm gonna give it an eight. I I I, I liked. Um, Helen's looking baffled. I liked the how soaked in romanticism it was, but then I suppose that's also a bit gross. So I don't. Mm. I I liked it. I I did enjoy it, and I liked the pacing of it because that's one of my big problems. Yeah, true. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Well, I liked the pacing. I was like, oh yeah, great. I really enjoyed the story. I just thought like, that rug got sold about three times. Like this weird thing about oh, it could have hidden messages. Like why they just talk to each other, especially about drugs or arms. I was like, oh, I don't really get it. That's all a bit weird. I thought that was just Eric getting overexcited because mm. somebody said, oh, it could be, you know, for example, drugs or arms. Yes, says Eric. That's, yes, that must be drugs or arms. <laughs> I thought that was more to show yeah. us a bit about Eric. But I thought it was very funny. I thought Virginia McKenna was fabulous. Yeah. I really did. It was yeah. just so funny. All I the mean, acting was good, I think. I'd probably give it... I did enjoy it. I'd probably give it seven. I'm going to give it an eight. It's a good one for the Lovejoy bingo. It had all... Oh, <laughs> everything, yeah. didn't it? All had the Lovejoy bingo. Elderly lady wanting to clear out her junk. Although she wasn't... She hadn't been bereaved. No, no she hasn't been bereaved. Um, um, antique of the week. Have we had any antiques? I mean, the rug yeah. wasn't an antique. The James rug was, though. True. Oh, yeah, 18th 18th, That's true. I think I prefer Jane's umbrella stand, although... Yeah, you're right. It wasn't blue. Like, Harriet had said, oh, I want a blue umbrella stand. 
vase thing and Jane's one that she eventually kind of accepted and said, oh, no, I think I prefer this one more. That wasn't She said, I think. And they all leant forward (laughs) and she said, I almost prefer it. (laughs) Almost. It was very, it was very comic in its delivery. It was almost a bit, it was a bit over the top, sort of hammed up. Um, Actually, I would probably have that the smaller umbrella stand because I quite like that. Whereas the the one that was worth 40 grand was ridiculous. It was worth 40 grand because it was so bloody big. Yeah, I don't know what you'd do with it. It was a lot of pottery in it. Yeah. I'd just be worried I'd break it. But the little one was nice. Um, What did we learn? Oh, I haven't said what my antique of the week is. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you? No, not really. (laughs) Oh, the umbrella stand. I I liked liked Jane's umbrella umbrella stand. Yeah. Mine would be Jane's rug because it's a beautiful deep blue and it reminded me of the azure blue of the Turkish Mediterranean. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. From whence it came. Yes. But it was it was it was very beautiful. Um and yeah, I would like that in my bedroom. Okay, we'll buy you one for your birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um what do we learn though? Sometimes people communicate in weird ways. So Alex oh, and Jane can't yes, communicate with each other. Oh, yeah. you look far deeper into this oh. than I me. think you might. I think I've learned that if you have got a problem with somebody, you need to actually like address it full on, face to face, in a measured, not pitch frame throwing Do you know way. What? And don't put it in a rug. <laughs> so yeah, it's all about communication, isn't it? That's what we learned. Yeah. Communication so is important. There you go, we've all learned about communication. We haven't had something that deep since we talked about the written word. Yeah. Lettuce. It was very rich, this episode. There was a lot yeah. happening, even though some of it was a bit... Ridiculous <laughs> and like far-fetched. Stupid. I feel like but... I want to know more about the language of rugs. So I know that there's a language of rugs as in the symbolism of them, like mm. the whole thing about the dragon. And the oh, phoenix. yeah, phoenix. Yeah. But like, I don't know if this whole thing about messages. I yeah. feel like I need to know, want to know more about that. We'll go and find out. Mm. See what people think on Twitter. Speaking of which... You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at LovejoyAPod. Um, and give us a follow, give us a couple of quid on Patreon. You can start from as little as $2 a month. Yep. And maybe very, very soon we'll buy a real microphone. <laughs> and think how much better we'd sound with a real microphone. <laughs> and we already sound amazing. So we do. Wow, how much better can get? my editing a lot easier. Um, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and I found out today that you can, if you've got a Google Home, you can just ask it to play this and it will. So I don't yeah, know if Alexa will. And Alexa will as well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you say, Alexa, play Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> Although that might weird your Alexa out. Have you ever tried that? I've never tried. Have you tried that? Does she play Lovejoy, actually? I haven't tried it, but... Um, <gasps> oh, that's cool. Google does for certain. Yeah. I haven't tried it on my Alexa, but uh, she, she seems pretty good at that sort of thing. Right. Well, we will see you in two weeks' time when we're discussing what's next. I don't even know. Oh, well, what's next? Oh, Big you know, news. yes, you do know what's oh, is next. It, is it Smoke is Your it Nose? Smoke Your Nose. <laughs> genuinely forgotten. Smoke Your Nose. And we will be hearing from Kim. Yes. Um, because she is equally obsessed with Smoke Your Nose. And we will be discussing it in huge and ridiculous detail. Yeah, we might, might be do. a bumper edition. Yeah. We might oh, we might, do, we might do a separate deep dive edition that you can find on patreon maybe we'll do that this night who who can say so until then bye. 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 bye 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 bye